welcome to Tarvalon Talks. In this episode, Dahl and Dorian explore the history of Tarvalon.net with two special guests. Laverne Matrium, our Director of Research and Records, and the Amerlin herself, Cassie Dinard. We also chat with Mother about her stint as a Mirlin so far. So let's dive in and learn more about Tarvalon.net. Hi. Let's start out with some introductions. Well, let's start with uh, you two, since you're the folks here, everyone's here to listen to. Hello. <laughs> My name is Ilverin, and I am the current Director of Research and Records at the community. I am an ISDI of the Grey Aja and have been since 2007. And I've been a member since 2006, when I was like 16, 17. <laughs> wow. So I've been a member for over 15 years. and. I've currently been holding this position of Director of Research and Records for a bit over three years now. What the Director of Research and Records mean is that I try to, <laughs> at least, take care of Tarvalon.net's library, keep it up to date, keep all community history up to date, keep Wheel of Time book and TV series information up to date. This would include writing articles or collecting articles from volunteers of the community and, um, yeah, having fun, basically. <laughs> that, that's the important part. Yes. <laughs> I'm Cassie, and I'm the current Omerlin seat of Tarvalon.net, which also means I'm the chief executive officer. I was elected or hired for that position about a year and a half ago, and I've been running things on my own for just over a year. I was raised from the Brown Aja, bonded to uh, one of our companies, uh, Sandama Shadar, and I've been a part of the tower since I think I joined in 2005, so it's getting really close to 20 years for me. So clearly, I was about six when I joined. <laughs> yeah, the math adds up. And since this is your first foray into hosting, Dorian, why don't you give us a little information about yourself? I'm really happy to be here. This is my first time hosting. I've been listening to Tarvalon talks for a while now, and I joined just last year. I was at JordanCon. I didn't realize the whole community that existed. My two very good friends, Diana and Fenya, had mentioned Tarvalon.net existed. And I thought, oh yeah, I'm diving more into the fandom. It's always been my favorite part of the Wheel of Time. And it's been great. I'm especially active now on the Discord server where I spend a great deal of my time for everything else I'm on Discord for. And for myself, you all know I'm Dahl. I've been a member here since 2002. That sounds right. It's been more than 20 years. I don't remember. I was 30-something when I joined. We'll just leave it at No, 20-something. I can't even math now. Was I in my 20s? I think you were in your 20s. Yeah, I would have been in my early 20s. Tarvalon.net, where the years don't matter, and we're all here to have a good time. <laughs> yeah. Now, both of you have talked a little bit about your respective positions within Tarvalon.net, director of records and chief executive, something I wasn't really aware of. I had here on my list, um, what's your official position to the website? And now that's been answered. Now, you said you've been doing that uh, on your own. Do you have, Cassie, an executive suite uh, <laughs> support team? Yes. So the official positions in the tower correspond to the C-suite of officers. So I'm directly supported by the chief operations officer, which is our keeper, Aaron, our chief membership officer, our Portamora, which is Tree. And then we have our chief financial officer, our Shatayan, 
which is now Owena. And the last of the C-suite is our chief records officer, which is our archivist, and that is Toral. Fantastic. It matches up shockingly well to a, a very standard kind of business operation. I suppose we should note Tarvalon.net as a website. It doesn't quite function as a business, as far as I understand. It is primarily a fan community. That's correct. We incorporated basically as a way to protect the people that run the site. When the site was originally created, if anything had gone wrong, it was our original Omerlin, Melissa uh, Elayan, who would have been financially responsible for everything. So several years ago, we incorporated to kind of provide that legal and financial protection. So we have a board of directors, we have an officer suite, we have a bunch of directors underneath that that run things, but that is primarily run in the background. And the big thing is the community and being friends and hanging out and having a good time. Now, tell me, you said incorporated just a few years ago. How long has Tarvalon.net been in operation? You mean how long ago we incorporated? Uh, No, how long has the website existed? 2001? Yeah, I believe so. And it was founded just on a whim or? Yes, it was founded on a whim. The founding two members were Elaine and her roommate, Wendy. And uh, at our live events, we tell the story every year at every event, which basically they sat around and watched X-Files and talked about random things and decided one day that they wanted to be Aes Sedai. And, you know, the question was raised, we can't channel. There's not a real white tower. How do you become an Aes Sedai? And they decided, well, clearly somebody just has to make you Aes Sedai. So uh, Melissa looked at Wendy and said, okay, I make you Aes Sedai. Wendy said, as the first Aes Sedai, I hereby make you Aes Sedai. <laughs> I think you left out a key point of that, though. They were drinking shots of Goldschlager along with the X-Files. Now, this is what I remember from the very first event I went to and the first time I heard this story. And my thought was like, of course it was Goldschlager. 2001 university setting took me right back as soon as I had mine. Poor college kids with no taste of alcohol. (sighs) Yeah, I really wish they had something slightly better. But here we are 20 some years later. Fireball wasn't really around yet, was it? Fireball? Yeah, is the other cinnamon whiskey? I don't know. I didn't drink cinnamon whiskey until I joined the site, so. I had gold schluckers, not whiskey, of course. It's a schnapps. (laughs) That's right, yeah. Regarding the founding, since taking over the role of the Amerlin, um, Amerlin, excuse me, uh, I'm going to get that wrong several times. I think that's part of the Wheel of Time experience is reading things and, and knowing their names and they must have some way to be pronounced. But Just think of it as a Merlin, a Merlin, because it's Merlin, the wizard, a Merlin. I, now I have to confess, I, I've been pronouncing Merlin's name wrong in my head for many, many years as a child. I'm also Southern, so I have a little bit of a draw. So, <laughs> Amerlin, Amerlin, potato, potato. Yeah. Who's going to question you? Oh, wait. No, that's why I'm here. Uh, sorry. I just remembered. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> the Amerlin is who decides how it should be pronounced. Exactly. Yeah. I just wanted to intervene a little bit and say that there is actually an article in the library about this eventful night that happened. <laughs> from Elaine herself, if anyone wants to read. Can it be linked in the notes? Yeah, I can put it in the notes. Well, this is great and a perfect transition to our Director of Records and Research. I've been saying that wrong too now, but (laughs) can you talk a little bit more about what makes that position special to you, Elvarin? 
It's obviously an important role on the website and perhaps to some people an enviable one. I didn't know that I would end up on this position. I started getting interested in the wiki back in 2019 and I saw how, I don't know, it was just fun to get everything organized and to write articles, to edit the community pages. I started editing the merit badges that we have in the community. And then I just saw that as a potential like next step to be a director because I had ideas about the library and thought, you know, maybe I can pull this off <laughs> and um, decided to apply. <laughs> so. That's great. We don't have to get too much into personal details, but I think this question is for Cassie as well. How much does your role on Tarvalon.net also cross over with what you like to do, what, you know, your, your day job, if, if that's uh, the way you want to think of it? Well, for me, it doesn't really have much to do with what my day job is. I'm a quality assurance auditor, so I spend my day reading paperwork and telling people that they've done things wrong. So I'm a lot nicer at Tarvalon, but it does cross over a lot in the fact that I spend a good bit of my time when I should be working on Discord. <laughs> if my boss is listening, uh, that was a joke. <laughs> yes. So for me, uh, this position has nothing to do with my real life job, <laughs> of course. But I want to say, actually, because I started as a uh, front-end web developer back in 2019. And so I thought this would be good for the wiki. Like, it it will be, you know, interesting to put a little bit of like spice in the wiki or something with a little bit of HTML, CSS. I also, uh, I'm currently aspiring <laughs> to be a graphics and web designer. So I'm a little bit of both right now. And what being director of research and records taught me is, first of all, to be organized, to document stuff and to because I created, uh, with a little bit of help from other members, the um, library's manual of style. And I didn't know what that was before that. I didn't know such things existed. <laughs> so important. I've created two style manuals for positions that I've come into it just in my, the course of my work. If you're about to say you had a lot of fun with it, I kind of <laughs> do too. <laughs> Indeed. So it was difficult, obviously, because it was the first time I've heard about a manual of style. I want to preface this by saying English is not my first language, as you probably can tell. <laughs> and in Bulgarian, there is no two ways of writing things or two ways of pronouncing things. There is one right way. And so a manual of style is something that I couldn't relate to. <laughs> you know? But English is weird, and so <laughs> it has to be, yeah. You heard it here, folks. English is weird. <laughs> it really is. I'm sure as many would agree. <laughs> That's interesting. I didn't know that about Bulgarian. There's uh, not a lot of ambiguity with, with terms and pronunciation. No. This is something that I've also talked to like other nationalities about. For example, Sweden, they don't have really a right way to pronounce like each word there could be stress on different syllables or something like this and so i'm like well how do i learn swedish then if there is no right way of pronouncing this <laughs> but bulgarian there is a right way to stress words because if you take the stress on a different syllable it might mean a different thing stuff like this 
And there is also like a, a dictionary that says this is the correct way to pronounce each word. So yes, there is also no ambiguity on punctuation. So Oxford comma or no Oxford comma is not a question here. <laughs> I mean, you let off this with English as my second language. I'm working on a style guide. It was completely new to me. And here you are, you know, dwelling on the Oxford comma, something that a lot of people who are native English speakers, readers and writers have a lot of trouble with. And for the record, there is a right way to use it. I, I started off using it one way and now I'm using it another way. So my preference has changed. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to confess to anything. This is not that kind of interview. Uh, okay. <laughs> we're, not here to, we're not here to get you. We're all having a good time. We're pro-Oxford comma, right? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> uh, I'd like to go back to, uh, to Mother, if I may. When you were hired to be the chief executive and you were raised to be in the Amerlin, Obviously, there was a, a formal process and sounds like it was an informal process. Can you tell us about that? Well, like any other position at the tower, there's an application process and a hiring process. So our board of directors and the outgoing Amerlin are involved in the hiring process. So I was interviewed along with several others for the position by the members of the board and Serenia, who was the Amerlin that was stepping down. And you know, it was just like any other job interview. It was, tell me about a time when. That part was very business, but it was also, what is your vision? What do you want to see improved? What do you want to see changed? And uh, I'm friends with everybody on the site. I don't think there's anybody on the site that I don't like. And I'm not aware of anybody that doesn't like me, though I'm sure those people probably exist. So, you know, I felt like I had a very good rapport with pretty much everybody that was a member and didn't see that I would ever have a problem with that. So that part of the hiring, I did a, an official turnover. I got access to emails and I got coaching and I got training, though I had seen most of it because I'd been the chief financial officer for six years at that point. So I'd been part of the officer suite. And then at our Annie party last year is when we did the official ceremony, which is supposed to follow along the books a little bit with basically you're brought forward, you surrender your position as an Aes Sedai of ex-Aja, and you get acceptance from representatives of all the Ajas and the companies to serve in the role. And it's it's a cute ceremony. It takes way longer than it needs to. <laughs> Did you have to wash any feet? No, which is probably good because that would have weirded me out and probably <laughs> made me change my mind. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's good. There's an unspoken rule that when you ask, may I serve, no one's allowed to say no. <laughs> By that point, you're already hired. Man, I would love that for my job interviews or or, uh, or, or inductions. <laughs> to wash feet? Well, uh, I won't give too much away, but uh, okay. if, it were, if it were that easy to get hired everywhere I went, yeah, sign me up. <laughs> okay. Those of you who don't know, I, I work uh, adjacent to the political field, so I will not uh, dwell further upon that. <laughs> Uh, speaking of a good ordinary job interview, what is your vision for Tarvalon.net? But I'd like to open this one up to uh, Ilverin as well, since you have obviously a lot of uh, influence and insight into Tarvalon.net's inner workings and also how it's grown and changed. What, what do you see has changed the most since you began on Tarvalon.net, both for you, uh, Ilverin, and for you, Cassie? So first of all, I want to mention the biggest change that... I think changed a lot, probably for the better, is the integration we had. This meant back in the day, 
there was gender separated roles like only women can become Aes Sedai, only men can become Gaidin. Many people wanted these roles or, or these positions or whatever, these ranks to be gender neutral. And so they advocated for this through the years. And finally, in tw- 2015, I think we had this actually implemented. And so you join as man, woman, non binary, anything, and you can become anything. I said, I Gaidin, wherever your path takes you. <laughs> I think this changed uh, Tarvalon a lot back then. It was a huge change and it changed many members. Uh, obviously, there were fights. <laughs> No one is really, you know, 100% on board with any change like this. And so, yeah, I think it changed a lot. I think it changed it for the better because this means that we are accepting to many different members and we're not really putting them into this uh, cage of whatever we think an, an ISDI or Gaidin should be. So, yes. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, that was a very contentious change that. I think has been a positive one. Yeah, um, I would I would echo that. the The biggest change absolutely has been opening it up so that it doesn't matter what your assigned gender is or what your identified gender is. You can choose whichever path you want. It actually does have a drawback that most people don't recognize because what's in the books and what's on the television show are the Ajas. So the Ajas continue to grow. Because everybody sees, oh, I want to be Moraine, I want to be a blue, or I love this character, I'm going to be that Aja. There's nothing like that for the companies. So our companies actually are struggling with membership now because there's nothing to drive people to that direction. And a lot of people, they're so focused on being whatever Aja that they don't realize there's this whole other section. So it it does actually have a downside, and that's one of the things that I've been trying to work with some of the Gaideen to figure out, you know, what is it that can make the Gaideen special and make your average person that just found the site really want to explore that possible side of it instead of just, I want to be a green (laughs) woo-woo. I mean, we've all felt that way at least one point. Green? Yeah. No? No. (laughs) I I have a green... Well... I've discovered, I think I have a stripe of pretty much everything, which is fitting since I'm Armelin. Funny how that works. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, it's kind of the, the founding of the Aja's very natural outgrowth of a Wheel of Time fan community where people get to be in this role as a part of the community. What about the founding of the companies? I, I know I'm, I'm talking to people who aren't necessarily involved with them and running them, but they're part of Tarvalon.net's history. And uh, I, I'm personally not not familiar with them that much, mostly for the reasons you've said. Yeah, Ilverin can probably explain a lot of it because there are articles about all of them. But when the tower was actually founded, it was the Seven Ashes. There were no men on the site. And then, of course, guys wanted to join. And so they bonded an eye to eye and became a warder. And, you know, it just sort of progressed, I think, naturally that they began to, to organize and we came up with the idea of, well, let's have companies for the, for the men. Mm-hmm. And that, that's evolved a lot over time. Originally, member of a company was just a youngling until he bonded somebody. And then he was a guide. Now that, that's reminiscent of a, a certain book practice in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That sort of evolved because at first there wasn't a path for waters at all. 
you joined the site and you bonded an Aes Sedai, that was it. And then the companies sort of evolved from, we, we need our own identities. And that's when I think Ben and that's Valorian Gadin, he and a couple other came up with the, the first three companies. And then they decided, like, they realized that the Gaidin who didn't have Aes Sedai deserved a rank equal to the Aes Sedai, even if they weren't bonded. And that's when they came up with the Youngling rank, which was maybe not the best word <laughs> to use considering what happened in the books. But Well, it could be worse. We could have followed the Borderlands tradition that uh, Lan was trying to escape from. Oh, I think it's Carniera. The first that would have been problematic on uh, on multiple levels, yeah. I don't think he he did not escape that. He had Carnia. He was trying to get away from her. Yeah, for an entire prequel. <laughs> Spoilers. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Oh, we didn't do a spoiler at the beginning of this episode because it's we were talking about the book. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a wheel of time podcast. We were going to talk about the books. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> uh, looking back on the company's foundings, then. And as part of your vision for the Amerlin, do you see a connective tissue from when changes were happening to today? What makes Tarvalon.net? What, what connects its past to where we are now? I would have to say, you know, we were more than just a bunch of random strangers on a forum together. We form intense relationships, family bonds. We've got a lot of people that they met their spouse or their ex-spouse on the site. You know, their children have joined the site. When I got married, all four of my bridesmaids were tower members that I had met through the tower. I didn't know them before I joined. So that level of friendship and just relationship is something that I don't know that you can get a lot of other places. And my biggest love is the fact that we have real live events. The Wheel of Time community in general goes to Jordan Con, and before that we all went to Dragon Con. But there you're one of a giant mass of people that don't necessarily have any relationship other than, oh, we went to this panel together. With our Annie party, our Spring Fling party, and our Euro party, you're going specifically to hang out with these other weirdos that you met online and just have a fun weekend. And sometimes you show up and you know nobody. And when you leave, you've got 50 best friends. I also want to add that. Being an international community like this is very beneficial. Like I mentioned in the beginning, I joined at 16 or 17 years old from a small city in Bulgaria where there weren't that many people that I could talk to about the Wheel of Time anyway. And all of a sudden, I am on this forum, completely everything in English, obviously, and most of it Americans. And so my horizons have immediately broadened because. There is just this other world I know nothing about, and I can talk to these people directly, you know, in messages or in chat. I didn't go to real life events because I was a poor student back then, but when I did, when I finally did, it was completely like, that was amazing. <laughs> Can't imagine doing that in like 2005, 2006 or something when there wasn't like social media or uh, you could take photos on your phone and you can send it to anyone, <laughs> anywhere. Like we, we used to take film camera photos. You have to print them and then you have to send them <laughs> through the post. In the regular mail. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to see someone, how they look. <laughs> yeah. 
or if you were lucky enough to have a scanner and to scan them in. Or that, yeah. That was a long time ago. <laughs> I'm just old enough to remember my dad developing photos in the garage at our, our home, the first one I lived in. He hated doing it, but now I feel old. <laughs> it wasn't a it wasn't a hobby for him. You're making me feel old. Do you know what I went to school for originally? Oh, t- say photography, please. Uh-huh. <laughs> photography for film. <laughs> And here we have the insidious motivation behind this entire episode, which is to make all of us feel very, very old. (laughs) Now, if you'd all like to just take a moment, make sure you've remembered your pills for today, whichever ones you need. (laughs) But yeah, I have to agree that the people are the connective tissue of Tarvalon and always have been. I joined in 2001 after I finished reading the series the first time. What was out? Well. Like through Winter's Heart, I think. And uh, I didn't have anybody to talk to. And I was recovering from very complicated surgery and medical issues. So I couldn't really leave the house to find people to talk to. So I went on and like typed in Wheel of Time into, wasn't Google, because I don't think Google existed yet. Did it? Yeah, it did. It was, it was Google then. It was around, but it wasn't the only search engine the way it is now. It wasn't the only search engine. So it might have been like Excite or something. <laughs> and came upon this uh, easy board. Were we on easy boards then? I think it was easy boards. I think it was. I think that was easy boards. Elvarin shaking her head as well. Yes. Yeah. Where these people were pretending to be Aes Sedai and I'm like, I'm going to be a brown Aes Sedai. You knew back then? Well, like it was only like two weeks later that I was. So <laughs> it didn't take that long. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That was when joining to being a full Aes Sedai or Gaidine was like, Eh, it's been three days. You're good. Yeah, I had like a week as a novice, and I think it was a couple, actually a couple months, because the our mistress of novices was AOL. So my raising to Isadia got delayed slightly. So I say AOL, absent, yeah, absent without leave. That's the right word. I was thinking America Online. Okay, I was just like, it's an America Online chat room too. That we're crossing <laughs> wires here. No, that's how I found Wheel of Time Online. Was actually originally an AOL play-by-chat role-play. And that's how I met Roanne. Oh, Oh, that's classic. And uh, we were part of the virtual White Tower and had been doing that for years and years. And, you know, the two of us would get together. I would go to her house every summer for like a week or two. And so I remember when her youngest was a three-year-old baby and he's in his, he's probably almost 30 now. Oh, no. Um, (laughs) So um, she actually ended up joining Tarvalon and messaged. She was like, oh, you would love this place. I'm like, no, one's enough. I really don't need any more of this. I can barely keep up as it is. I was in college. I was studying all the time. was just graduating. Life was crazy. And she was like, no, no, you really have to. And I joined up and, you know, mm-hmm. stuck. <laughs> and became Amarlin eventually. Yeah. Eventually. I'm sure some of the folks who've joined more recently are, this is, this is our version of, uh, uh, it was good to be back in the day. Back in like, the day, yeah. I used to race to ice a day in a week. Oh my God. I've been slaving away on these forums, posting and spamming and participating in events. It's like, oh, I just got to be an Aes <laughs> Showed up with my Yahoo email account. <laughs> and uh, for those of you that uh, aren't, familiar Roanne was a an Aes Sedai, the gray Aja that passed away recently and uh we miss her very much she was a a very wonderful lady and I hate that we lost her so young yeah so I'm gonna go cry now <laughs> we'll ta- everyone everyone take your take your cry break 
We'll be back in a minute. Yeah. All right. Um, do we have any other questions you want to? Yes. Um, one of the ones, uh, and, and it, it, it relates to what you were saying about the live events is the, the connective tissue, the, the thing that makes Tarvalon different and unique and connects it to its past. What's your favorite moment or, uh, or a treasured memory from one of these live events we've held? They're all different and I love them all, which is not an answer, but it's so very true. It's a great preface to an answer. Everything from, you know, the very first event I went to was Fifth Annie in Corpus Christi, and I didn't know anybody but Rowan, and it was terrifying and scary, and I made I made lots of friends. I became an accepted of, of SDS that weekend. <laughs> Because I was I was hanging out with the boys more than with my future Aja, and then I was raised. I think the next Dragon Con, and that was hilarious because Roanne was raised at the same time, and she couldn't get that oath right about except against Shadow Spawn. She kept swearing she wouldn't use the one power as a weapon against Shadow Spawn. It took her three or four tries, and it was hilarious. But now they're even more special for me because as the Amarlin. I run so much of it. I tell the story every time, the story of the founding, which is cute, especially when people remember that they're supposed to chime in and repeat some of the things with me. I get to hand out the awards. I get to recognize people and I get to conduct the raisings. And that's hilarious because everybody is so excited for that moment of I've made it. I finally made it. This is my moment. And I get to be a part of every single one. So, Varen, I don't know if you've been to uh, many live events, but do you have any memories? So the thing is, <laughs> I have favorite moments of each of the events that I've been to, obviously, <laughs> right? But only one? It's so difficult. <laughs> oh, I know. And I know who else would like this? Cassie. This was last year at your party. <laughs> I already know which one you're pulling up. It was awesome. <laughs> So last year at Euro Party, we had uh, an Amerlin's tournament since the Amerlin herself was there. And the tournament was hosted as, what was this called? Toastmaster something UK related? I don't know. So there were several challenges. The last challenge of which was to do something that surprises the host, aka the Amerlin. <laughs> and so I had someone who could help me in this. And shout out to Yeni, <laughs> who was a champ. <laughs> and I brought Yeni to Cassie as a sacrifice. She captured the tower ghost. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, that's, that's great. That's, that's excellent. Great. Oh. I want to add in one of my favorite memories. And if anybody is familiar with our friend group called The Band, it was a holdover joke from a Dragon Con event where we all got drunk on sparkling wine after somebody got engaged and um, they had some really crappy champagne. It was probably expensive. We're like, no, we need some like $2 bottles of cheap sparkling wine that actually tastes good. Yeah. So we all got drunk and we went and sang karaoke. And when we were coming to Annie in Colorado, we were getting the band back together and we were going to sing Drunken Journey again. And we got a bunch of champagne. And for all of us who were coming from basically sea level to 9,000 feet in Estes Park, Ooh. we got wasted on like two bottles of champagne. <laughs> and we started giving each other tattoos with Sharpie pins. 
and we like everybody was assigned a role and like we we added like 20 people to the band and we were playing like really ridiculous instruments that probably shouldn't mentioned because they're inappropriate (laughs) everything was very phallic of course yes so like that memory of just being so completely you know champagne drunk at altitude and acting really silly and like not having one care in a world what we look like with sharpie all over ourselves (laughs) and i have this picture of us and we're just like you could just see everybody's laughing and there's like showing our arms off and with our t- our tattoos and it's just the best picture in the world and like those are some of my favorite people to the day like we get together as the band every year at jordan con and do silly things with our champagne well those are some wonderful memories and i'm sure we'll have many many more to come yes and i look forward to uh my next live events i've only been to jordan con thus far but there's a there's a lot in store yes i, I have a, a kind of a fun question here I guess this has an answer. What would Tarvalon.net's mascot be? I think I have an answer, uh, but not many people would know why this would be my answer. So back in, what, 2006, 2007, the new members, we were a bunch of like novices or recruits or even some citizens. Someone started a thread in general that was called something like Tarvalon Addiction Anonymous, something like this. (laughs) (laughs) like we couldn't get away from tarvalon that's why we were addicted and you know we needed help (laughs) apparently hi my name is (laughs) and so at those meetings in this thread obviously what we got as like support animals or support uh, plushies in in this case were teddy (laughs) ogiers and that was the most adorable thing i remember I mean, obviously not real Teddy O'Gears, but, uh, you know, we named each of ours in certain ways. <laughs> so I think a Teddy O'Gear would be so cute for Tarvalon. <laughs> I don't know if it's appropriate, though, but I'm voting for this one. I feel like a trip to Build-A-Bear is needed. There's got to be a way to build a Teddy O'Gear. I think I can crochet one. I probably could, too. I don't know why. In my head, I can't. I think it's because I was watching, when I first started reading the books, I was definitely watching Digimon at the time. So my first image that crops up in my head every time I picture an Ogier is definitely Leomon. I've seen a lot of people shaking their heads. It's not uh, something that contradicts. If you're not familiar, it is an anthropomorphic lion wearing jeans uh, <laughs> with, with a Bowie knife, uh, which of course doesn't sound like an Ogier at all. But it occurred to you there's tons of like dolls and plushies of this uh this character out there and I was just like, oh yeah, he just changed his outfit and so uh, you got an O-Gear. I always thought of um did you ever watch the TV show from the eighties, Beauty and the Beast? Oh yeah. The um the PBS production one. Was it P- PBS? Uh, well, that was the first thing that jumped in my head, but there was I, maybe it was. I really don't remember. It was a, a soap opera basically and there was this group of people living in the sewers this woman goes down and finds and falls in love with the guy and like that was something different but that sounds wild and then it really really was before you were old enough to really watch it well i mean it, i assume it was on right after beastmaster and right before uh, mutant x so it's a primetime show no yes <laughs> i'll find a link i'll show it share it with you later 
boy. <laughs> but we don't have much time left, so we should probably wrap things up here. Yeah, I, I do have to say if I was going to pick a mascot for the tower, it would be the orange cat. Mm. Because I don't care which membership group you're talking about, whoever is in charge of it views themselves as a cat herder. Being the overall cat herder of all the cats on the forums, I agree. And I'm pretty sure most of us share a single brain cell. Yes. Are we going to call this an official decree? <laughs> I think so. I've been discussing elsewhere that we need to make a fifth company and the mascot for the fifth company would be the orange cat. Oh, no. <laughs> I just need to figure out how to say, I need a nap in the old time. <laughs> and that would be their name. Perfection. <laughs> I bet we could reach out to Alan about that. We could get it. <laughs> so before we go, I just wanted to say, if you would like to check out tarvalon.net's library if you haven't yet please do because we do have extensive information about the wheel of time the books and the tv series and yeah might be fun for you thank you so much for joining us both Overin, cassie mother it's been such a joy to have you uh, share your stories and uh, some of the history of tarvalon.net thank you all thanks thank you thank you so much for joining us on tarvalon talks if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to talk about, feel free to send us an email to producer.tvt at gmail.com. Or you can join us on tarvalon.net. In our general forums, we have a special thread called Tarvalon Talks pinned at the top of the page. You can also chat with us via tarvalon.net's Discord server and the Tarvalon Talks Discord channel. See you all soon.